Hello, this is Laura from Lotus Chat Worldwide. Welcome. Um, you probably are asking yourself, what is Lotus Chat? Um, Lotus Chat Worldwide is where we empower women collectively. In this episode, we are doing a part two. Last week, you might remember, we talked about breakups, breakdowns, and breakthroughs. But we didn't quite get to the breakthrough part. We talked a lot about our stories about what happened during breakups. We talked about maybe what, how we felt during a breakdown, the feelings of loneliness, the feelings of not knowing what to do next, being stuck, depression. We talked about a lot of different things, but we wanted part two to be the how-to guide for a better way of being. And so tonight we're going to talk about um, how to pivot to your new way of being how to release and surrender, and how to work through resistance, and all of that to be happy and fulfilled in yourself. So with that, I'm going to ask if we can all introduce ourselves so that everybody knows who we are. I'm Laura Benson. I live in Sacramento, California. Um, I have a consulting and coaching business, and I am one of the Lotus Chat ladies, <laughs> and I love being here. Jazzy, why don't you go next? Hi, thank you, Miss Laura. I am Jazzy Lim Kane, live from Las Vegas. I am a transformative coach and I specialize in timeline therapy and trauma. What about you, Miss Jen? Hi, everyone. I'm Jen and I'm coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. And uh, I just like to say I'm a proud dog mama and uh, I definitely you know, look forward to seeing you all every single week. So, welcome. Hi everyone, I'm Zian Walter and live from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And um, I'm also, a, I'm a mental warrior coach as well as a certified master trainer. And I'm so happy every week that we get together together with the girls here to do Lotus Chat. How about you, Matilda? Hey, here I am, glad to be here. I'm Matilda. I live in the South, um, Southeast North Carolina. I am what you would refer to maybe as a spiritual empowerment coach. It seems like many of the conversations that I enter into and provide guidance for friends and families has to deal with spirituality. So that's who I am. That's not all who I am, but we won't get into that because tonight we're here for you. So let's get into our topic for tonight, ladies. Great. Well, thank you, Lotus Chat ladies. Um, so tonight I'd like to start with a simple question just to kind of get us started. Um, we talked about our experiences last week, and we can certainly do that this week, but I'd like to start with what were some of the steps you took after a breakup or breakdown or when something ended, you weren't ready? What were some of the steps that you took personally to help look forward and how to rebuild your way of being? Jen, I'm going to pick on you. Could you get us started by answering that? Thank you. Sure, of course. Um, so apologies first to everyone out there. If you hear my tiny puppy, she is welcoming uh, probably the neighbors. But anyways, um, let's see the steps I took post breakup um, to get on the other side of my the, the breakups that I've had is I definitely think it required me to step outside of uh, the emotions I was in at the moment post breakup and actually really review and kind of reflect on not only 
my role in what happened, but also the role of my partner and how everything, you know, ended up happening the way it did. And coming to a, I would say somewhat of an acceptance that this particular relationship wasn't going to work out. And despite everything that I may have wanted it to become, it wasn't going to become what I wanted it to be. Now, the other thing that I had to kind of battle myself with because, you know, the emotions became like an internal battle with myself and um, asking myself if I was, you know, the main person responsible. But in the end, it, it definitely takes two people. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to put that out there because I know sometimes we do end up blaming one ourselves or even the other person for something breaking down. But in the end, it's two people who may or may not be at the same place at the right time. And in my case, um, what ended up happening with me is love is such an important part of the human experience to the point where it's something that we're all searching for and or wanting, especially in a partner to have that love, that unconditional love, that, that healthy kind of love. And um, what I found was that because I'd been hurt, I started getting into this jaded mentality that love, you know, that I was hurt so many times that why would I want to put faith in love again? So my personal, I would say pivoting of getting myself out of that mindset was realizing that love didn't hurt me. That person hurt me. Love itself does not hurt you because it exists and it's something that is beautiful and you can get it from a friend. You can get it from a loved one. You can get it from a family member. And one day, you know, you are blessed with a partner that's gonna stick with you all the way. So that understanding for me took a while to realize that I could still have faith and belief that I could find that love that I was searching for. But I also had to realize that I had to love myself first so that I could open myself to the love that I wanted from someone else. It's not, it's not an easy task, it takes time. And um, I actually had a conversation recently with someone about it. And one of the takeaways that came, that comes from this reflection that I had to do and the realization that I can keep on loving myself, loving others, and then one day hopefully welcome a partner into that experience was the fact that he told me like, Jen, you don't need to be jaded about love. You don't need to tell me that love can't be the fairy tale. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you, it's just that certain experiences might have jaded you a little bit, but don't lose faith and don't lose hope in love. And I love that he told me that. And now I'm at a place where I feel like I can let go, like I can surrender to the experience of being in love with myself, being in love with just everything and everyone again. So, but it's not easy. I'm telling anyone out there, it is not easy, but if you can take that time to really just for, take time for yourself, it helps a lot. And um, there is a quote that I actually have near my bed that reads, real life furnishes us with subjects for the most wonderful fairy tales. And God knows that I've had the villains and the climbs and all of that you would have in a fairy tale. Sometimes the villain is even myself. But once you get once you get to the climb and you walk out into the sunset and you're like, I made it, it feels really good. And I encourage everybody out there to just never lose faith in love and never lose 
faith in yourself and the experience. Thank you. So what about you, uh, Laura? Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's really serendipitous that we're talking about this today. It was a year ago that um, I lost the person that I was in love with. And I wish that I had started out on this higher conscious level, but this is the Laura a year ago. So I get off the plane after the breakup and I drive to Starbucks where my son is and I cry in his arms for 20 minutes. I think I've shared that before. And then I proceeded to go to bed for a week, um, which is really mature, which <laughs> is really high level thinking, but those are my emotions taking over. I was angry, hurt, sad. I thought my life was over. And I had a really good friend who said, I think you need to do for yourself what you do to others. You need a life coach. And I'm like, but I am one. I'm supposed to have all the answers. And he said, no, you don't. And so I started working with one. And a lot of the topics we're talking about, I've lived this year. I've lived learning how to do self-reflection. Um, I'm not innocent. Um, I had to stop blaming circumstances and the person. I had to look at myself and say, how did I contribute to this? I had to be able to work through the feelings that were inside that I didn't quite know what to deal with. Um, there were moments I couldn't even think about it because if I did, it hurt too bad. So how to work through those moments. I started practicing gratitude, grateful for that person and what he means to me and what he meant in my life and the lessons I've learned this year. Um, I've also taken steps on self-love. I didn't love myself enough. I was looking for love outside of myself. And so I've been practicing loving me and valuing my worth, not in a boastful way, but in an honest, loving way so that I'm not hoping someone else will do for me what I'm not doing for myself. So I learned how to practice self-care, how to do fun things for me. And, and how to enjoy everyday moments. I was so busy looking to the future, I was forgetting to enjoy what was happening today and in the next moment and the next moment. And when I started laughing again, I realized that life was gonna be okay and that I was gonna learn some great lessons. And I started laughing more and more and more. And I think the final thing is today is that one year anniversary and I was talking to my life coach this morning and I shared with her the things that I felt I had learned this year, but the, the thing that I really, really learned is not to place all the blame on myself, not to just accept it, but to say, you know, I, there's some things I could have done better. There's some things I need to learn from this, but I'm not a bad person. I didn't deserve what happened. And because of that, I can move forward with my head held high and being the, the wonderful person that I know I can be, who's always on a journey of learning, but that doesn't make me a bad person because the relationship didn't work out. It makes me human, and that's a good place to be. So today's my one-year anniversary of learning about Laura and learning how to um, be, the, be the lover of my heart so that I can love others and love them better. So thank you for asking, Jen. I want to hear from Zianne. We haven't heard from her for a while. So you're next, Zianne. <laughs> lover of my heart. I love that, Laura. <laughs> alpha Laura, alpha lover. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, so I, I love your sharing, Laura, and I can definitely definitely relate to the part that um, finding um, joy and also learning to love yourself. So definitely when I was going through um, stuff in my marriage, um, there were a lot of times that were I would label it as suffering, okay? But I, I also realized that through this suffering, there is a lot of introspection um, that is done, a lot of self-reflection and a lot of uh, inner cleansing. It's like you're trying to really ease off all these other things that's not serving you and this is talking about self-belief past patterns you know trying to shed it off okay so I think that was this um period of uh, a phase of my life where there was a lot of shedding uh, which I'm really grateful for because with that shedding and cleansing and then only I can uh, receive uh, new love what um, one of the main things that I shed off is my idea of what a marriage should look like I have this fixed idea Probably from, you know, culture, gender, mom, grandma, I don't know. Uh, But um, when I release and surrender that idea, I now look forward to a new marriage, which I don't know what. (laughs) So I'm just going to let it be, you know, it will come. And we're we're forming a new new pattern in a relationship, a new marriage. It it will take time. But I think um, learning to surrender and just let go of what your preconceived ideas of a relationship should look like, I think that would help in this breakthrough period. What about you, Matilda? I agree with you. I, I, I really like that. And letting go of your preconceived notions of what a marriage should look like is really important as you move forward and um, have an expectation of your new significant other coming into your life because Preconceived notions could be based upon, like you were saying, it could be familial tradition, it could be behaviors that you've seen displayed in your own home, and then you get these expectations of this individual that can be unrealistic for who they are, and for how they were brought up, and all of those things, and that's a really good point, that's really good, just get rid of all that stuff, and build the relationship based upon the relationship. Two individuals coming together, similarities, commonalities, and maybe not. Because my husband, my husband, that you know, my husband, he and I are so we're total opposites. We are total opposites in every way, and we have come together, and we're still making this this beautiful relationship is is just forming right before us. But you know, this this other thing that I had, this other relationship, marriage that I had, the most beautiful thing about that was I gave birth to an absolutely incredible individual. And with all that I experienced in that relationship, if she was the product, then everything that I went through was worth it. How did I move through that? I think that my my pivoting into the real me started taking place during the breakdown breakup phase. And I actually reflected. I sat down with a, a, a notebook and I, you know, they say the pros and the cons. I split that paper in half and the pros were there for being in that relationship and the cons were there. And since the cons outweighed the pros, I was like, you know what, why am I doing this? I got to make some changes. And I really started focusing on being a better me, looking at what I wanted for myself and then starting to pursue what I wanted for myself. And believe it or not, my ex was totally against anything that I wanted to do that was a personal goal or achievement. 
And that's, you know, a big red flag. So if you find yourself in a relationship where you're constantly having to forfeit who you are, what you desire, what you want, your dreams, your, your goals, then that's not a healthy relationship. And that's not what it looks like. And just through the process of time, the, the breakup occurred and my breakthrough came when I reflected and I took accountability for whatever I allowed in that relationship that was not healthy, that was not good for me, whatever I allowed in that relationship that stifled me as an individual, because I allowed it, that stifled me as an individual, areas that I could have been better or I could have done differently. And when I accept the responsibility for those things, I was able to say, okay, what, what I need to do to get past this? And little by little, I would um, really, I can't say role play, but I would look at those areas. And if there was something that physically had to be done, I started to walk those areas out. The biggest thing that I did though was forgiveness. I had to forgive. And the number one person I had to forgive was myself because I couldn't understand how I had invested so much energy, so much time, so much of myself into something that was not good for me. And there was guilt there. There was shame there because of things that I allowed to happen that were not good for me. And I really did. I had to forgive me for allowing that. Once I did that, I truly started walking on the other side of that breakthrough that brought a tremendous breakthrough for me. And I'm really thankful for that. And, you know, as a spiritual empowerment coach, I had to pray. And I prayed a lot that I could forgive myself and that I could forgive those that had wronged me. Once I stepped into forgiveness, that's when the true breakthrough came. And that, that was what happened. With me. What about you, Jasmine? Beautiful shares, ladies. Um, I definitely see myself walking in each of those throughout my processes. Um, in, in the breakthroughs I, I got to create um, for my relationships. And as uh, to say what uh, to add to what you were saying, Matilda, as far as um really prayer had helped and so did affirming who I was. And but before the prayers and the affirmations, what was a necessary component for my pivot? was my, the death of the ego, the death of my ego <laughs> for me to really own my sh And as you said earlier, Zian, um, shedding and cleansing and really just taking that holy water of like this new refreshed state, because it's no longer me going through the breakdown and breaking up and breaking myself down or self-deprecating myself through the, through that breakup. It's really taking that pause in the pivot, um, and creating a new form of self-governance, claiming my sovereignty and being mindful. Like it was super important to be self-aware for everything that was going in and out of my brain. What, what, what was I feeding myself? Um, and also taking responsibility for how I respected myself. And um, these are huge pivotal points that allowed me to create better shifts, to understand what my patterns were. How was I attracting um, what I was receiving? What was I, what part did I play in the elicitation? And what was I also uh, putting out into the relationship? So the breakthrough is, where do I get to go now? And what do I get to do? Um, 
what are the learnings and what are new things that I get to learn about what I want to do for myself? Because it's no longer attached to someone else. It's really me forming an alliance with my future. And um, yes, so with this being said, I want to know, ladies, um, what did you do in, in your ways of being honest with yourself and allowing your true feelings to flow? Like, what did that look like for each of you? For me, um, I, I'm one of those people that grew up stuffing it, the emotions inside because I thought if I kept stuffing it in, it would just disappear. Well, we all know that doesn't happen. So for me, I had to learn to let the emotions flow and not put a time limit on. Sometimes we say, okay, you can cry for a day and then you're done. And sometimes our heart just will tell us how long is enough. And we have to give ourselves the time to grieve, to let the anger flow, to let the pain flow, to let the hurt and the fear, all of those things have to kind of flow out. And that's a practice instead of letting it stay inside, which will affect you in other ways, maybe your next relationship, maybe at work, maybe with your kids. And so for me, it was not saying, okay, Laura, you can grieve for two days and you're done. It was just being patient with myself and letting that process flow. That's what I learned. Zian, what did you learn? Um, throughout this process, um, I think one of the key things that really helped me is doing uh, a lot of expressive, non-judgmental, no-filter writing. <laughs> And I said yeah, that very similar to what you say, Laura, like don't put a timeline about, you know, how long you need to, to, to feel. And same thing, I think with women, a lot of judgment happens inside. So yeah. um, when I write, I think uh, there was a lot of like, it was very cathartic and it was really, um, it was very fulfilling and very release a lot of release but then I also go through a process where I will judge what I write so I think uh, what really helped me is when I really let go in terms of writing as well so I really write what I feel and then I will just rip it off I'll just rip off the paper yeah so that really really helped me uh, one of the key things that I wrote about was um, now that I'm so charged I was so emotionally charged and I was in this very high state of awareness what do I really want to do? Like really, really want to do. And I never got a chance to do because I was giving myself a lot of excuses. Like, oh, I got to put the family first. I got to put my kids first. I got to put my marriage first. There were a lot of self-filter and self-judgment. And then I asked myself that, what do I really want to do? And um, uh, in line with what Matilda said, I, I definitely prayed a lot. Uh, God is a huge part uh, plays a huge part in my life so I prayed a lot and I think that led me to my academic journey and I really took that energy and ran with focusing a lot um, doing my master's that was what I did yeah what about you Jen oh, wonderful from everyone I mean all everything that you've all learned and, and shared thank you I can relate to a lot of it um and in regards to what I learned in my experience, there are three things that came to mind. One is, as you mentioned, Zian, um, I've done a lot more praying going through the process of self-love um, by going through, I went through a, a coaching program myself to get myself to a place of self-love. Um, and I realized I'd become even closer in terms of, of being, you know, close, uh, wanting to communicate with source a lot more. 
there's been a lot of things that I've gone through in my life, especially recently, where I've had to practice the art of surrendering, which is also a big part of love, you know, when it comes to facing difficulties in life, challenges, um, you know, worries that you might have about people that you care about, you, you surrender, I was told in a conversation to just surrender it all to source and approach it from love and just believe that source will take care of things. However, it all turns out, I just have to let it, let, let it be. It, it's a hard process, yeah. and, but I will say I've put it into practice recently with regards to how I connect in terms of relationships with, with significant other. And it is by far one of the most weirdest and happiest experiences I'm going through meeting somebody who I basically went into it saying, you know, this is who I am. This is who I am now. You might've remembered me years ago as this and this type of person, but if you want to be with me, this is what you get. <laughs> and approaching that with this person in that way in the initial meeting has completely transformed the trajectory of what, what I'm in right now. And the conversations and coming from an honest place and just surrendering to the fact that I, for once, I'm not trying to control. And it is the, like I said, I am feeling a lot more at peace with that situation than I have before with any other person. And it all came from the fact that I approached it from not, not only showing someone how much I love myself and that regardless of whether or not that person is in my life tomorrow or a year from now, I still have myself. It, it, I know it's not an easy process and I, I will keep saying that, but if you can find a, a support system or even like a personal coach, a, a dear, you know, really close friend to help you through that process, it's very helpful. Um, but yeah, so that was, so faith, definitely stepping into faith, stepping into surrendering and stepping into, I would say, and I wrote it down, I said, learning how to not only love yourself, but how to love others in a healthy way and give them the space and the patience. Those are three huge things. And mind you, and I'll say it again, I'm one of those people who likes to control situations. So I'm letting it go. <laughs> I'm letting it go. I what love about that. you? Um, yeah. I want to add real quickly to that um, because surrendering is a big part of um, the evolution for anyone. It allows, once you let go of resistance, you can create flow. And this isn't only just for breakups. This is for anything in life, any turmoil, anything that could be happening with any family members, any, it doesn't matter what the breakdown looks like. Surrender your worries because there's no need to, life will give you a bunch of crap. There's no need for us to be the source of crap that we input into ourselves. So when you surrender, it allows for more things to um, breathe into it, lean into it, allow it to happen because there's going to be a lot of things that happen in life and um, learning how to shift in, in chaos or with anything that's huge to the heart is going to be key for anyone's um, motions and movement throughout life. And um, let me see if I can remember what I was about to say. Um, let's see. Just like that, breathe into it. And I guess that was that. <laughs> say for me, screen therapy works. Mm. I go for rides in my car and I would just let go. 
because there was a lot of stuff that had just was layered on the inside of me. And that was the only way. Sometimes breakups can be so painful that you can't give voice to the pain right. because it encompasses so much of who you are and the time, the effort, the energy that you put into a relationship with someone. And then it's not like what you thought it was going to be. And that can be, it can, it can cause a really deep pain that goes beyond verbal expression. And so for me, screen therapy and spending time alone, just looking, writing down and, and realizing and accepting what had occurred and how I contributed. You know, the ego sometimes does not want you to admit that you contributed to a negative outcome. It's like, well, not me. I did everything. I did <laughs> you know, but we all contribute in some way. And I'm not saying that whatever your contribution was, um, that because of what you may have contrib contributed, that the outcome was something that you deserved. I'm not saying that at all. People process things differently. So um, you may be the, the most wonderful spouse that there is, but one thing, one or, or partner, one thing can happen. And, and you know, you know how I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say you know that some people process things differently from other people. Males, okay, I said this one. Men process process things differently than women do, and don't I don't want to hear all that you know other stuff that's out. Okay, leave that where that is. But men do they process things differently than women? So you can do one little thing, and this juggle will process it differently, and they can go off on a whole tangent, and you're like, well, what the hell? You won't even know what happened. So you're blindsided by this and you think that you're in one place in this relationship. And then you find out that you're not there at all because they just walked away. They just tore your heart to pieces. Yeah. So for me, screen therapy. And I know that we've all mentioned surrendering. That's hard for some people because you're letting go of your security system that you built to keep you the security mechanisms within yourself that you kept to keep you strong you you're letting yourself be vulnerable and opening up totally and and that's really hard but it's necessary because until you can let all that crap go it's like holding it in your hands until you let it go you're not open to receive something else so i i had to practice that i had to surrender the anger the anger and the unforgiveness that I had toward myself. And, um, you know, two of us, we, we, well, we all talked about surrendering and then surrendering to a higher power for me was pivotal. It was what really changed everything for me because I could meditate and I could have a conversation that was vertical and I could say, look, now I'm getting tired of this. And I see y'all going to say, she, I know she doesn't talk to the creator. Yes, I do. I'm getting tired of this and I don't want to deal with it anymore. So you're going to have to do something with it and I'm giving it to you. I would do that 10 million times if I needed to until I knew that that release was gone. Because a lot of people say, well, I heard somebody say they pray and I pray. Did you really pray or were you complaining? I don't know why you let this happen to me. That's not what it looks like. It looks like this. I can't handle this on my own. I don't want it anymore. I surrender it to you. And if you have to do that, 
50 times a day until that release comes, whatever your source is, you do that. And that release will come. That's what kept me moving forward. And that's what caused that pivotal moment to come into my life where I said, hey, you know what? I'm all right. And I'm going to be all right. And if it worked for me, it can work for you. How about that? That was wonderful, Matilda. Can I add just something onto that? That was the hardest thing for me to learn was surrender. And I had to realize that I'd been telling myself a story. And that story was what made me feel safe. It made me feel righteous. It made me feel okay. It protected my heart from really looking at the hurt. And by surrendering that story, I opened myself up to new possibilities. I opened myself up to self-reflection. I opened myself up to um, love without attachment. But that was one of the hardest things because I held on so tight to the story because that was a safety place. And it really isn't, but we tell ourselves that because it's too hard to move on. And so I loved what you said, Matilda. That was right, spot on. Thank you. I was just having a thought while you said that, that sometimes it is hard to let go of the fairy tale because yeah. we raise as little girls to believe someday yeah. my prince will come and we parade around in our little ball gown yes. waiting for that prince to come through the door and sweep us off our feet and make the whole world beautiful. I've got news for you, ladies. Sometimes you need yourself a toad frog. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. You're waiting for the prince to come in with the crown. You get yourself a toad and you kiss that toad right. God knows that's where he'll turn into a prince. And maybe it's not someone else saving us, but us saving ourselves. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Realizing that we are the true princess. Yeah. And that when you queen. Yourself, <laughs> the queen. And when you carry yourself that way, what was that you said earlier, Jasmine? You said, I'm going to find it. Um, it's something about you get what you deserve, you deserve, what, you you deserve what you accept. So when you walk in your queenship, you your queendom, will, I call it queendom. Yes, you <laughs> will, you deserve what you accept. So my husband, the, this dude that decided he was going to marry, you know, I decided I would marry him actually. Um, he told me one day, the first time he saw me before he ever said one word to me, he saw me from a distance and he made up his mind at that moment. He said, I've got to have her. And I was like, hold up. What do you mean? You just got to have, you got to have sex with me. I got to have, he was like, no, because of how you carried yourself, I could see it. And I said, I've, I've got to have her. And I made up my mind then that whatever I had to do to have you, I was going to do it. He worked on it for two years before we even had a conversation. He waited, he waited. I knew I was worth the wait, but I didn't even know he was waiting on me. But he waited for two years before we even entered into a conversation. And I can tell you this, with us being salt and pepper, it's amazing when you are with the right individual, how you will come together and your relationship will just, it will be what it is supposed to be. So I encourage you to surrender and to forgive yourself and to anticipate that maybe that frog, after you kiss him, just might turn into a prince. Hmm. Just saying. 
I want to ask, what were you doing while he was waiting? I was focused on myself and my daughter. That's right. Yeah, I, I had determined that I wasn't going to get involved with anyone because I had to give myself time to heal. Yeah. And I focused outward. I focused and started pursuing things that I wanted to for myself. And I really poured my life into her because at that point, she was a competitive dancer. So that that kept us occupied. And um, then even after he met me, he had to work for it. It wasn't, I didn't make it easy. I, I set the boundaries, like you were saying, Jennifer. I said, I let him see the real me so that he wouldn't come into a relationship with false expectations. And I got to see the real him. And um, it worked. It worked. He's one of those that if I, if I call, if he's in Ohio on a trip and I call him and say, I need you now, he'll move heaven and earth to get to me. Mm. And it's beautiful. And I didn't just get here, y'all. I'm over 50. I, I didn't just get here. So be patient with yourself because when you've been hurt so deeply, sometimes you move in stages like Laura was sharing. Sometimes you can release a bit of that hurt and you can grieve a bit and then it can crop back up or it, you get it to a different layer or a different level of that hurt. And then you deal with it right there where you are and you release that and you move on down the road. And then if it comes up again, you deal with that and just keep flowing with it. And then one day you realize it's all gone. Yeah. That's when you know you're ready yeah. for something new. Yeah. You all are so beautiful. <laughs> so yes, just keep flowing and growing, flowing and growing. I'd like to challenge something that came up a couple of times. Okay. Um, so I understand that after breakdowns and breakups that now we have new mechanisms and maybe we might be so hurt that we build these walls that create some sense of security. And so each brick gets layered up and this ice wall, um, as Barbara DeAngelis calls it in her book, Choice for Love, we create this barrier and this um, fortifying wall of like things that make it harder for people to, um, to, to, to give us love or for us to put love out. But in the choice for becoming love is to allow that wall to melt and to allow the warmth of what love is to melt that barrier. So that way we can be receptacles to give and receive um, love and unattached to what that's going to look like if they receive it or not, or how it looks like when they give it to us. It's just to be love and to continue emanating, although we've been hurt. And to know that once we have created um, a sense of trust of who we are and that we choose who, who, like how we feel, it's not because of anyone else's doing that um, we truly have that uh, ability to embrace our ability to respond to our environments. So I wanna challenge the, the walls of security and anyone who might be going through anything tough I know that um, it's often like a, in my generation, I see this, it's um, F is stitches and get money, or, you know, it's like a common, like, go get the bag. And um, that's great, you know, stay ambitious and tenacious. No need for hatred though, or resentment. Really investigate those feelings because 
best believe it's going to come right back. You know, you're going to find a new way to learn that lesson. So it's not to suppress, it's to uncover and to really create a breakthrough because that's what breakdowns are for. They're there for the breakthrough. Um, you don't just stop at level one, you know, and otherwise you just keep coming right back to level one. And that's, that's not where love is a perpetuating thing if you would allow it to be. So Sorry, challenge those walls to come down. Jazzy, thank you so much for saying all that. Um, it definitely, definitely hit um, because you can live so many years with a wall. You know, like you're afraid the next person's gonna hurt you. You're afraid that if you love somebody so much and something happens and they're taken away, what was the point of loving in the first place? Like why I think I remember watching a movie and there was a quote in a movie where somebody said that, you know, why would some, you know, why is love such exquisite pain? But it's like, to some extent, it's like, it's love is so encompassing. I mean, with love comes not only the joy and the laughter and all the smiling and the, you know, it, it also comes with that thought that things might happen. Something may happen, but would you want to miss the opportunity to be in love or to have that love. That is the thing that I also challenge everyone out there. Would you want to miss on an opportunity because you're afraid of what happens when those walls come down? Because you're afraid that if you love in this unconditional way with no attachment, would that, would that make you want to stop loving someone or even surrendering to love? And I've had to battle that myself and opening myself up in the way that I have, not only to loving myself, but to another relationship has been one of the most beautiful things. And I will keep doing it because what you get from those experiences and those lessons with those individuals or those love experiences, as I call them, are enriching, even, even if you do end up hurt or even if something happens because then you learn how to love even better. Yeah. And so that, that is my um, words to everyone out there and just see if you can have some of those walls come down little by little and see what happens. See how the experience changes. You're so beautiful. That's so yeah. beautiful. Thank you, Jim, for transparency. That's awesome. Absolutely. Love carries no fear. Love carries no fear. Love just is. Yes. Love just is. And, it, and hate and love cannot exist in the same space, just like how peace and chaos cannot exist in the same space. So investigate that because fear and love, no, it's love is not just a doing. It's not just a doing. It's a being. And um, it's just that energy that we are all the same. We are all this one energy. We're all different versions of ourselves going through different phases and different parts of evolutions. And if this, if a person is in a certain stage and, you know, that's where we can come in unconditionally and accept that their journey is not ours. We might've shared for an intermittent time. And so that'd be that. And um, we get to learn from our experiences and learn how to, we can't run away from love. We just get to learn how to become more of it.
Anything else, Miss uh, Zian? I know it's been quiet. I'm wondering what's brewing over there. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, in closing, I think uh, my message to all the women who's watching or listening to this right now, I think uh, uh, just be really open to possibilities, you know, as you're going through this process, just surrender and be open. Yeah. Well, perfect. I just want to thank everyone. Does anyone else have anything else before I close this? Ladies, we're all set. Okay. Well, thank everyone for joining us. This has been a great episode that we we definitely feel deeply about. So if this helps, let us know. Um, we, we'd love to hear and interact with you guys. So go ahead and leave it in the comments. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We definitely want to be connected. We are here to provide this female perspective and also expand consciousness and awareness and provide transformation and healing for anyone and everyone who listens and tunes in. Thank you so much. Please join us next episode where we will be talking about we're doing nothing as doing something. Bye. Bye.